Welcome to Balance Your Life, a podcast designed to motivate you to begin and maintain your health and wellness journey. My name is Megan Farrell. I'm the creator of the Balance by Megan brand, host of this podcast, yoga enthusiast and teacher, motivational and lifestyle speaker, and blogger. I love inspiring and empowering others to live a more positive, successful, healthier, and happier lifestyle. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell, and I will be your host for this podcast. I do apologize right off the bat. <laughs> I am just, I have a little bit of allergies right now, so I'm all stuffed up. But I'm so excited for this week's special guest. Before we dive into that episode, however, I wanted to let you know that we still have a few spots left in our yoga retreat for entrepreneurs and wellness professionals that I am co hosting with Amanda Kingsmith. From Mastering the Business of Yoga, Amanda is a yoga business coach who specializes in helping budding entrepreneurs begin and grow their yoga and wellness businesses. And you get me, a yoga business owner and international yoga teacher. So we created this yoga retreat as a way to bring like-minded individuals together and to teach you valuable business skills while in paradise. So this will be in Nazara, Costa Rica from November 2nd to November 9th. Both Amanda and I know the importance of investing in yourself and your business, but we also know the costs that are associated with it. So we wanted to make sure as new entrepreneurs that you get all the tips and tricks to operating a successful business without breaking the bank. This yoga retreat includes seven-day all-inclusive accommodation in the beautiful Bodhi Tree Yoga Resort, three healthy meals, daily yoga and meditation, and business workshops focused on finding your niche, discovering your ideal client, learning how to market to them, and create signature offerings that light you up. This retreat also includes a waterfall excursion, beach days, and a ton of downtime and a chance to connect with other yogis and like-minded individuals. So if this sounds like your jam, make sure that you check the link in the show notes so that you can sign up and join Amanda and I in paradise. This episode of the podcast has been brought to you by Fabletics. Fabletics is a clothing company that inspires you to stay active by providing high-quality clothing with prices you can feel good about. You guys know how obsessed I am with this brand. I don't promote any brands that I don't truly believe in myself or that I don't wear or use, and I live in my Fabletics clothing. So here's a little trick, though. Sign up for the VIB package to get your two leggings for $24. And then each month, I seriously, I just skipped the month. And I wait for their sales to come on. I've gotten full piece yoga outfits for $15 or $5 a piece. That is so insane, especially when you know how expensive some of these yoga clothing brands can be. The quality of these clothes are top notch. 
Follow the link in the show notes for your deal and get two leggings for $24. That's two leggings for $24. Go to Fabletics and get two leggings for $24. Now on to today's episode with Jillian Locke. So with me today is Jillian Locke. Jillian is a yoga teacher. She's a new mom of two beautiful twin girls. And she's currently on maternity leave, so we have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Welcome to the show, Jill. Thanks, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to chat with you today. Yeah. So can you just <laughs> let our um, podcast listeners know where it is that you are tuning in to us from? Yes, I am tuning in from my home in Pickering, Ontario. Oh, I didn't actually know that you lived in Pickering. Yeah, so actually, um, my husband and I moved to Pickering from the city, from downtown Toronto, about two years ago. Um, we kind of knew we were on the family planning track, and our our teeny tiny condo wasn't going to cut it anymore, <laughs> and thankfully, we made that decision because when twin girls decided to join us um, instead of one baby, we definitely would not have been okay in the condo. Yeah, I actually want to talk like a little off topic from yoga about that. um, Sure. But I'm just like, I can't, when you found out you were having twins, like we'll get into it, but I just like, I want to know everything about that. Sure. Um, And yeah, I grew, I like I grew up in Scarborough, but I lived in Pickering for 12 years. And oh I, my gosh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a great place. Like, being it, near the water is nice. Yeah. You know what? It's, it, it's starting to, well, I mean, it's always been a little built up, but it's, it's very city like in a big city in a small town city kind of way if that makes yes. sense like you can yes. find literally everything there but it's not overwhelming like Toronto exactly and still close enough that I find that at least it's it's easily accessible yes absolutely yeah yes. yeah especially if you want to just go downtown for a right. day like you could be there in an hour yeah exactly amazing so how let's start right at the beginning of how did your yoga journey start for you Um, so my yoga journey was really one of those things that, so I'd grown up, um, dancing competitively actually. So like from a really young age was at the dance studio, like three or four times a week. And I kind of continued, um, doing, I was dancing competitively throughout high school. And then in university, even I was dancing, not competitively, but still quite a few times a week. Um, so it was always something that had been in my life. And then once I graduated university, I was taking some adult dance classes and anyway, long story short, I essentially thought, you know, yoga seems like it could be kind of similar to dance. Um, It's kind of a class structure, you know, it's all about moving your body, um, following a sequence. I kind of thought it was one of those things that like you go to a class and you follow along and I'm really not to bash anyone that is, but I am not a gym person. Like I definitely need a class structure. Um, often I know that about myself and I really, I just, I don't know. There's something about, I'm not a runner. Maybe one day I will be, I never know, but, (laughs) but I'm just not quite a gym person. So I'm always kind of looking for that class structure. Um, I also like that community that kind of comes along with it. So 
I found a yoga studio um, downtown Toronto. It was called the Yoga Lounge, and it was really close to um, our place at the time. And I kind of just popped in, honestly, having no idea what to expect. I just showed up, and um, and it was one of those things that you know, you when you don't realize that you're getting a greater impact than you are, or I guess, sorry, let me rephrase that. I didn't realize walking into the class what I was actually walking into. And when I left, I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> Shavasana, like that was amazing. <laughs> or like sitting in a pose and just being instructed to breathe, like that has never happened before. Um, so it was one of those things that just... I loved the class structure still, and I love being able to move my body and kind of follow along. But I, I started recognizing, oh, there are benefits like far beyond the physical body here. And it was kind of like a slow and steady thing, I'd say. Um, like I would go to um, a class a week or a class once every two weeks and just kind of, you know, pop in kind of casually. But I started getting more and more interested, and I started craving that um relaxation in shavasana i started craving that kind of mindfulness and um the serenity that came with being in a yoga studio i think i kind of really found that peacefulness that comes with often being guided through a practice um so that's where it really started for me and that's amazing I love yeah. the term that you use to serenity. That's, it's so accurate. I've never thought of it like that, but that's a really good word to use. Yeah, that's, I think how I, I think that's kind of how I felt like, you know, the, there's always a beautiful ambiance in most yoga studios and there's, if an instructor has a beautiful playlist, like there was just that kind of you know, almost indulgence or something that I felt like, oh, this is like a treat for myself. And I think that's kind of what got me hooked to a degree. And then as I continued to practice, that's when I started like really wanting to learn more and more and more. And I was like, wait, I don't know. Of course, I still don't know everything there is to know by any means, not even close. But I was wanting to really delve deeper after a certain point. So it's like, okay, this is super peaceful and calming. And I'm gaining all these other benefits beyond just a great workout. Um, and I kind of, wanted I felt like the seed was planted and I needed to know more <laughs> yes I I couldn't agree with you more on that I'm curious when you started to go to yoga was there a specific type of yoga that you were drawn to more than any other yeah yeah definitely so okay being you know fresh to yoga at the start um, I would kind of drop into random classes, right? I was like, oh, I just, I have time for yoga today. I'll go to whatever class. Yep. <laughs> and one time my husband and I went to a hot yoga for athletes class. Oh no. And we literally, <laughs> this was like very early in on the yoga journey. And we literally were in child's pose for like 45 minutes of the hour and 15 minute class, both looking at each other like, what have we done? Oh, we yeah. are dying here. <laughs> so, That's so funny. That's yeah. it's, it's no joke. I mean, there's gentle, there's restorative, but 
there are some power classes if anyone's ever been to like an ashtanga based right yoga I, class and it's like it's ass kicking you're like mm -hmm. i remember i i would pride myself on being in a decent amount of shape and the first <laughs> ashtanga class i went to i left in tears yeah that's just it. i was like i think I think I'm going to be physically ill after this class. So I kind of stayed away from that one for yeah, yeah. quite some time. And I, I genuinely, um, or sorry, generally do kind of gear myself toward a more gentle Hatha style class where um, I, I found it actually, and I was surprised that that's what I was geared toward to, or once I really started going a little more frequently to yoga classes, um, because dance is so different in that like I did dance competitively and in dancing you know everything is about um mirroring one another exactly the same right so the whole like concept of perfection almost and um just doing everything exactly correct is what you strive for in dance and so I'm surprised almost at myself that that isn't what I've clung to in yoga. What I've really enjoyed, I think, more about yoga is like that gentle practice of allowing yourself to move freely exactly as you need to. And that's not to say it's not a strong practice or a difficult practice some days, but it's, it's what you need. And that whole kind of, I found that the gentle classes allowed you to sometimes tune in a little bit more to allowing your body um, what it needs rather than kind of the striving that sometimes happens. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love that. And it's, it's true what they say when like, you're so used to in your case dance, which would be very, you know, there's a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of power going into it. Sometimes you don't always gravitate initially to that, but it's what your body most needs is like the opposite of what you're right. used to. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's, it's exactly how it kind of happened in an organic way, really. <laughs> yeah. So how long were you practicing either in studio or just on your own before you decided to take the plunge into yoga teacher training? Yeah. So I think it was probably about five or six years, maybe something like that. And again, it wasn't it wasn't an intense practice, I would say. It, it was kind of like a sporadic practice. Um, but I had known for, I'd say maybe, yeah, if practicing for about five years, I'd say I'd known for that last year that I was really interested in learning more. That was kind of what prompted me. I, I, I didn't have the desire to teach, or so I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I just really wanted to learn more. So I researched all these studios, you know, um, in the Toronto area and in the GTA. And um, I just think, you know, it's always like divine timing and trust your intuition um, because we had just moved to Pickering. And I had, I think, honestly, right even before that, I had decided to sign up for my teacher training at Balanced Life Yoga without ever having taken a class there. I just like something had spoken to me. Um, and I just kind of, I don't know, you just know, right? I feel like yeah. you tune into those, those nudges from the universe or you just know um, what's right for you. And so, yeah, I dove into my 200-hour teacher training. Um, oh gosh, I think it was 2007, 
15 or 16. I, I'm, I think it was, I, I'm sorry. I can't quite remember. No, <laughs> two or three years ago. <laughs> People are going to understand very soon why <laughs> your, your dates might be a little off, but that's not too, that's somewhat recently. That's awesome. And yeah. Honestly, I did this. I went to one class <laughs> at the studio and I was like, sign me up for teacher yeah. training. We're doing this. You're like, I'm sold. I know. I know this is what I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you are a yoga teacher. So as yes. you're going through teacher training, what was the pivotal point for you to say, I want to teach this or did it just sort of happen for you? Yeah, I'd say it just sort of happened. So I think the big, the big aha for me throughout teacher training was kind of letting go of the control or the me having to figure it all out all the time in advance. And this whole concept of like, what should I be doing versus tuning in to my intuition and my own just purpose and really determining what do I genuinely desire to do. And I think just throughout that 200 hour teacher training, um, yeah, at the start, one of my goals was not to teach. I just think throughout it, I fell so in love with everything, with um, the philosophy, with uh, the asana practice, with, you know, the meditation. And I just was like, I felt so changed that I felt I want, I genuinely wanted to share that. Like the experience that I gained from those amazing teachers, I felt like I had that in me to share. And I just, by the end, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I wanted to teach, which is so interesting. Sometimes like we're our own blocks, right? <laughs> just what we think our mind is made up about something. And it's so not the case. Yeah, when tune in. absolutely. So you, you decide you're going to start teaching and you get a job teaching. For you, is this like a full-time gig? Do you do you work elsewhere? Is this a part-time gig for you? How do you want this to even go for you? Right. So yeah. So right now, um, well, right now I'm on maternity leave, as you mentioned, but yeah. um, I do work a full-time corporate job uh, downtown. I'm in corporate communications, which I do. I love writing. I love communications in general. So that's definitely a passion of mine. Um, and so I'm teaching yoga three times a week right now. Um, and I'd love to teach more yoga. And honestly, I'm so, I, I think one of the beautiful gifts that yoga and teacher training has given me is, is more trust in the future. Um, because I'm really open to life changes, career changes, whatever that might be. I mean, right now at this exact point in my life, I'm focusing on my little girls. Um, but yeah, I think I love yoga so much and I love to teach it so much that I would love to see where that goes in the future and definitely integrate it more and more into my life for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting as you go through teacher training how how much yeah, you you are open to change. I mean, you you know generally like you're like I want to teach yoga or I want to be more involved in this yoga world, but I'm open to how that comes to fruition for me. Totally. Yeah. Are you teaching while you're on maternity leave? I am. Yeah, I am, okay. which honestly is so wonderful. I I mean, for anyone else out there on maternity or parental leave, like 
yes, it's sometimes a lot to get out the door and have um, my husband or somebody else, you know, obviously my husband's incredible, but he works a full-time job as well. But to have, you know, solo duty for anyone um, with the girls is, can be a lot sometimes, but it's so worth it for um, that, you know, time that number one, I get away just for myself. And I genuinely, I know teaching isn't necessarily your own practice. It's definitely not. It's a different um, role you're stepping into, but it's still that presence of mind when you are teaching that um, I find so peaceful uh, that I, I have no choice but to just be there with my students, be present in the moment to be able to provide them with the best class that they can have. Um, you can't really be any other way except be fully present. So that actually provides me with such a beautiful relief in the day as well, which so selfishly, I get a lot from it in that regard. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what, what style of classes are you teaching? Um, so I am teaching kind of a variety. I teach um, a therapeutic flow class, which is kind of a gentle and restorative um, combination. Um, and I also teach an essential flow class, which is kind of a moderate vinyasa flow style class, um, a little more fast paced. Um, and I'm also teaching prenatal yoga. So um, all the, the mamas that are maybe brand new to yoga or maybe are seasoned practitioners but are going throughout their pregnancy, um, teaching that as well. So a good variety, which I love. It keeps everything really fun and interesting, exciting to plan classes and whatnot. Absolutely. Do you have a preference of which one you like to teach? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? Right now I have to say teaching prenatal just because it's so close to me. Like I just, I just took prenatal yoga my whole pregnancy. I practice at home throughout my whole pregnancy. Um, so seeing those pregnant mamas like in class is so special to me. Like I just, it's so close to me still that I know it's such a special time, unlike any other time in your life. So that right now has a pretty big soft spot <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. It's, I actually, I teach prenatal too, which is probably a little ironic seeing as I haven't no not at all <laughs> not at all honestly you're you're trained like and you can guide pregnant mamas <laughs> yeah and it's you know what it's so like I I just love seeing them you know some of for me some of them are like I've never done yoga in my entire life some of them come to me when they're like 30 weeks pregnant and they're like wow I I need something. I need to learn how to breathe. I need to learn how to relax because things are going to happen in a few weeks and I need to learn how to be calm and to see them totally. get that in class is so powerful and magical. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> so I know this just from knowing you on a personal level, but you had <laughs> sort of a, how do I something come up for you while you were going through your 300 hours and that's right right like it was 300 when you found out you were expecting yes that's right <laughs> um, so yeah let's talk about that because the 300s in itself is like such an overload of it's gr it's great but such an overload of information and you're learning so much so how far yeah. along were you in the 300 before you found out you were pregnant? So 
Um, oh gosh. Okay. So I think the 300 hours span like a six month period. Yes. Um, and I was pregnant. Um, I think the last month and a half or two months, something along those lines, but it's funny. And again, the power of manifestation, right? In my, um, you know, vision goals, desires that we really drilled down on in the 300 hour, which I'm sure you are totally like you've done as well. Right. Um, I like one of my top like desires was like, get pregnant, have children. (laughs) That is my like thing. And then by the end, it's like, it had happened and bam, there are two. <laughs> oh my, yeah. You've been like, I manifested this. <laughs> so I know right? you had mentioned your husband has twins in the family. So was this not unexpected for you? Um, he, so he does have twins. He, my husband is one of four children and he has an older brother and younger sisters that are twins. Okay. However, my understanding, I'm so not a doctor, you know, (laughs) my understanding though of twins is that it, it, um, is all about kind of the mother's side. So quick little like background. Um, if you're having fraternal twins, um, so like not identical, um, that is more likely due to your genetics because it is a mother having two eggs that are like fertilized. So that likelihood is more based on your genetics. Um, if you have identical twins, anyone could have an identical twin and it, well, anyone could have either, but identical is just a complete fluke. Um, so that being said, uh, since I, there's no twins on my side of the family, it, it's a fluke either way. And we actually still need to test to see if the girls are identical or not, because they're starting to look more and more like, so <laughs> we're not quite sure. <laughs> oh, I, you post pictures of them and I'm like, they, they honestly, they look like the spitting images of each other. They are so yeah. darn cute. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So when you found out and you were I don't want to say expecting this, but you were hoping that this would happen. Mm-hmm. Did it really shift anything for you or like, did the yoga come into handy while you were um, expecting? How, how did this all flow for you? Absolutely. So, um, I mean, in terms of, I think, I, I don't know that it shifted anything for me. I, I was very clear on the fact that I really did want kids. Um, I think it definitely supported me in that. I think that uh, yoga helped me stay clear, helped me stay um, focused on, I don't want to say like priorities because that sounds like it's like a to-do list or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's a big life thing, but it helped me stay, I guess, like centered and grounded on like what mattered most to me. And that was that was having kids. I've always known I wanted to have a family. And so when it happened, I think yoga really supported that. And like, this is a sacred time, like treat it as such. Um, like your body is a sacred vessel and this you're creating life. And like, I genuinely felt like empowered, like a goddess mama. And I think every, <laughs> every pregnant woman should feel that way. And I think yoga really supported that kind of feeling. Um, and also of course supported me physically. I mean, I was so both lucky and I, and I do contribute to yoga as well that I was able to carry my twins to 37 weeks and three days. And that's like pretty, 
rare um, that yeah. that you go that long in a twin pregnancy. And I genuinely do think like keeping fit, being in tune with your breath, like coming back to mindfulness, um, connecting with your baby, right? Like really connecting or babies in my case. <laughs> I, I think that it, it's important. And I think there's a lot to be said for kind of the impact that it has on your overall well-being and the well-being of your your babies as well. Absolutely. And just because for those of you who are listening and don't know, in prenatal yoga, if a mom comes to you and is expecting multiple births, you are to mm-hmm. monitor them a little bit more. Were you able to practice for your entire pregnancy? I I was actually. So I okay. think I, I, um, I mean, I practiced at home frequently because okay. just, you know, moving your body feels so good when yeah. you're constantly growing and shifting and making space. Um, but yeah, I think I practiced till like 34 or 35 weeks in the class structure, something along those lines, or maybe like 33, somewhere pretty much throughout. And then I just didn't join whatever the next session was because I didn't quite know when the babies would arrive. Um, but yeah, I practiced pretty much throughout. And of course, you kind of have to modify the bigger and bigger you get. But uh, definitely continued with my practice. Yeah, I, I should have specified the asana part because I think as you are a yogi, you know, even with my moms, like if you can't physically feel like you can move your body today, practice meditation, practice breathing. So important, but you practice the physical part. I did, but you know what? Gratitude, like I know, well, you and I were kind of briefly chatting about this the other day. Gratitude is such a huge one, like still, obviously at any point in your life, but um, gratitude is a big practice. I think when you are kind of getting more and more uncomfortable and there's a few more things to complain about each day and it's like, I know I'm grateful and I know I can't wait to meet my babies, but oh my God, get them out of me. And it's like gratitude is a really, really important practice, I think, when you're pregnant. And of course you're able, everyone is entitled to to complain and have bad days, but also it really shifts that perspective, I think, coming back to gratitude. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's funny because I, I have a few moms that come in and you can, a few of them have struggled to get pregnant. So the fact that they are pregnant, they are so grateful for right. it. But it's almost like you can see, you can see maybe they've had an off day or they're moving a little so, slower or more, they look like they're more sore. And you're like, mm-hmm. how are you today? And they're like, you know, I'm hurting a little bit. But I'm so grateful and I know oh. this will last for so long and then they'll, you know, I'll be happy to meet them, but I won't, right. I won't have the baby in there anymore. So it's, you know, you joke around and they're like, honestly, like any day now this child could come out of me. But at the same time, they are so grateful for being yeah. even carry. That's um, such a beautiful outlook, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... I want to dive into your little girls and how yoga has helped you through pregnancy, through, you know, raising them. They are, if I'm not mistaken by your latest Instagram, eight months old now. (laughs) They are eight months old. Yeah. So they're like at a super fun age and, um, yeah, I'm just loving it. I mean, they, like I said, I, I shared with you beforehand, um, they're, 
they're teething. And so that's not fun, but otherwise they're super fun. They're, they're, it's funny. Like they're, um, I call them lazy, but someone else reframed this to me and said, they're just laid back. And I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. (laughs) They're so chill. They just love to sit and play with each other. Like I'm blessed that they're not moving yet because frankly, I will be (laughs) running after them (laughs) when they, in multiple directions once they do. So they just like love to sit and babble to one another. They love to try and talk. They love to give kisses. Like they're just, they're honestly such sweet girls. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for better babies. So I'm blessed in that regard. And I'm sorry, please, nobody hate me for saying that. Because <laughs> I no, know but maybe not. this is the key. Maybe if you do yoga, your whole pregnancy, you'll have a chill baby. Maybe. Is, right? We should start a focus group and try to see if this is a thing. <laughs> maybe. Well, honestly, I genuinely do feel like the baby's totally new when I was like, um, in a deep practice in yoga, like in Shavasana, they would always be moving like crazy. Um, I kept throughout my pregnancy, this is maybe a little bit woo woo, but throughout my pregnancy, I would always see 1111. And so I obviously looked up like, what does 1111 mean in like numerology and whatever. And it, it, I guess I don't know much about this, but it means like your twin flame. And I think that sometimes refers to romantic love, perhaps. However, I was like, twins, 11-11, like, this is crazy. Like, why do I see 11-11 literally at least every day, if not a few times a day? I, it would be everywhere, like everywhere in my whole life throughout my pregnancy. So it's just, I feel like they were tuned in little little spiritual babies for sure. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, definitely. I feel like that's such a, that's such a sign. And I mean, yeah, the fact that they're so chill and stuff, you're like this yoga thing, this worked. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I've done now mom and baby yoga with them. And it's funny. I, I had to bring, I had to, I'm happy to bring my mom with me because I needed the support and the help. I couldn't do mom and baby yoga by myself with the two babies. Yeah, so for sure. I joke because like I'm the mom and the baby and mom and baby yoga. <laughs> oh, that's a cute. Yeah, that's like full circle. Yeah. That's so right. Cute. Yeah, it was really special. But it's <laughs> nice because they they loved it too. Like they loved being in the studio. They loved kind of the the little baby poses. So it was um, really great. Even Shavasana, like it's so special to just lie with them and see them attempt to be calm right (laughs) so it's really nice (laughs) that's so sweet um I love all of this I love seeing the pictures of your little ones online I feel like I could talk to you all day about your twins but I know you have a few other things on the go and I wanted to give a chance for the listeners to know about what else you do and you are an essential oils like advocate, I guess. An advocate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd always kind of been interested in essential oils, but I think often, and it's better now, I think more and more people are a lot more aware of essential oils, but it, I think there was like a lot of mystery around them <laughs> for a while. And I think that's getting better. Um, so I, yeah, I, I'm a wellness advocate um, with doTERRA's essential oils. And I do um, workshops at the yoga studio um, where I work that um, can be a variety of either make and takes where people can, you know, make um, specific things that we've decided to do that day or just kind of information, educational um, workshops around essential oils, what they are, how they can be used, um, 
what the benefits are um, from both kind of like a spiritual standpoint or a health standpoint or just a practical standpoint in like cleaning or eating or whatever that might be. There's so many uses. So um, it's been really fun just sharing that information and continuing to learn myself because by no means do I know um, even half of what there is to know. There's just so much information out there, but it's really cool to kind of learn more and more and feel I feel empowered um, in being able to integrate kind of that knowledge into my everyday life to find kind of clean and natural solutions where that makes sense for me in my life and help other people kind of find that for themselves as well. So um, yeah, I've got workshops that, that I do and um, I've also kind of, I've got um, an Instagram account called Unlock Your Glow, lock with an E at the end, like my last name. Oh, uh, cute. Okay, I didn't know this. We need, yeah. to, we need to hop on board of this. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to amp it up a little bit more. It's been tough a little while I've um, been managing the girls, but I, <laughs> but I try to share kind of tips and tricks or just information as well of what's kind of um, out there in terms of oils and yoga. Um, yeah. Yeah, so hoping to kind of build that out a little bit more in the future. Um, but yeah, it's something that uh, I'm excited about. And I think that there's definitely um, an interest out there. I think people are really interested in learning more and more about ways that they can kind of empower themselves to make some natural choices that don't feel so daunting. Yeah, it was, I was actually listening to a, uh, today. I think it was today. Mm-hmm. A podcast. I listen to so many podcasts. They like <laughs> run into each other. Um, but it was, they were saying that they, they were following trends so far for 2019. And the first one was self care. And the second one was holistic health. And they were talking wow. about how people are trying to take more of a preventative measure in their lives to prevent right. against like, you know, instead of, getting the sniffles and going right to the doctor, what's a more natural alternative way that I can, you know, heal myself. And that's not to not like modern medicine is amazing for so many things. Yes. But we also have such a, like a vessel that is designed to help us fight off colds and flus and not go to the doctor for, you know, a sniffle to a hurt knee. So exactly. how, did you, how did you get into the essential oil realm of things? Um, so through um, the yoga studio, actually. So I think it was during teacher training that um, Shasta had passed around a wild orange and peppermint combo to, Ooh. right? I know. Yeah, it's like, okay. it's so good. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. What is this? Like this is like scent has lasted forever. I feel like instantly energized. What the heck is this? So I was instantly intrigued. I think I bought like my first diffuser and first essential oil like a week later or something. And then after talking with Shasta, she was kind of looking for um, someone to build out that offering more at the studio. And I was super excited. I was like, I want to learn more about essential oils. Like this is the perfect way to do it. So um, I kind of just jumped right in. The timing was right. An uh, opportunity was there uh, to kind of share the information and learn it myself as well. And that's kind of how it came about. So 
yeah, it's been an ongoing learning, but it's been great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I love how things just kind of like manifest or that's a good one, manifest into our life. And we're like, Ooh, wow. Unexpected turn. But yes, this yes. is, this is feeling called to me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things I was like, Oh, that sounds really interesting and exciting. Like, yeah. And who I'm doesn't want to like, who doesn't want to smell like essential oils? <laughs> Go into houses and you're like, there's things diffusing and you're like this, this right here is my jam. I'm it's all so about true. this. It's so true. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so do you have any other, you know, health or wellness practices or self-care practices that you try to incorporate on a daily basis? Um, a big one for me, I mean, and this is so basic, uh, but a big one for me is breath. I mean, I know that's maybe a silly thing to say, but I just think coming back to my breath is such an important practice because it's so grounding and it's so, um, it can take you out of a situation or put you into a situation <laughs> just by breathing. Right. And I think, um, now just being crazy busy and often not having, you know, time for myself at this point in my life right now, I think that's been a huge thing for me. Like take a breath, come back to your breath, um, and really come back to center because I think that's where a lot of things can go awry is when we kind of lose ourselves. Yeah, I don't think that sounds silly at all. No, it's, <laughs> it's something that's so, I think, in a, in a sense is underrated, but at the same time, we're alive, so we're breathing. But it's so, like, we don't put any, like, effort or we don't, we don't take into consideration how powerful it can be. And, yeah, yeah, for daily thing to come back to feeling grounded or you know just to if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious to like put your hands on the belly and do some belly yes. breathing is amazing um I have asthma it's been very well treated the last few years and I would I'm like almost at the point of saying I don't have it anymore but that's amazing yeah it's 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 been the yoga and the breathing yeah. and I find when I was close to being on an asthma attack, if I just really focused on my breathing, I could, I could get that to go away and I wouldn't need That's a incredible. Right. Yeah. It's like incredible. The fact, like what our bodies can do if you just tap into how they are supposed to work and you know, something it's as simple so as breath. It is so, so true. Yeah, exactly. That's, I just like, it's one of those things that's always with you. You yeah. don't need, you don't need anything else to practice yeah. breathing. You can be anywhere um, and you can instantly kind of shift your mood, shift how you feel in your body, um, shift your perspective so quickly. And I think it's just such a powerful tool. Like I, I really, um, I'd say in 99% of my classes that I teach, I will always take the time at the beginning of class to really cue um, three-part breath because yeah. I think unless we're you know intentionally doing a different style of breathing in a class but I genuinely believe that anyone can benefit from that um it just takes everyone from whatever's happening in their day back to a really intentional breath and I think like no matter what no matter how seasoned you are as a, pra a yoga practitioner I think that 
it's so powerful just to really come back to that breath. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. So I just, I want to be mindful of your time. I know your baby girls are sleeping right now. And so far, it's been really good. I know. They've been very well behaved. Thank you, girl. <laughs> so like, we know mom is doing a yoga podcast. Right? We'll oh. be good for her. Yes, thank you. <laughs> if you could give a tip, a trick, or any advice, advice to someone who is starting out on their yoga or wellness journey, what would you give them? Um, I would say, I think I would say tap into your intuition. And I know that's not always an easy thing to do. Um, and sometimes it it takes practice to even know what your intuition is versus your head or your heart or, or whatever that might be, kind of the different things that we think, but, um, that kind of feeling in your gut, I think it steers us right all the time. Um, and I think no matter where you are on like a yoga journey, whether or not you ever want to go to teacher training, whether or not you just drop into certain classes, like there's a reason you were drawn to a studio. There's a reason you were drawn to a teacher. There's, there's a reason you showed up one day, um, at a class. And, you know, if something's like nudging you or something is sign is showing up repeatedly in your life, I just think like, try to pay attention to those nudges and that gut feeling and that intuition that is guiding you wherever it is in your life. Maybe it's a career, maybe it's a relationship, maybe whatever that is. I just think that when you try to tap in and notice those signs in yourself, then things start to line up more easily. And it's not (laughs) that I definitely don't do that all the time. It's far easier said than done, I think. Um, But I think that the times where I am able to get super clear or, or be able to really pay attention or listen to myself. Um, that's the times in my life where I've been able to really flourish and kind of manifest those things that I genuinely desire and, and, you know, things come easily. So just trying to tap into your true desires and kind of what we were speaking about before, like not tapping into how it's going to show up for you, but tapping into genuinely what do you desire like what is your intuition and your gut saying to you in your life in any situation yes yes you know like so much yes for that and I think it's like you said it's very important to remember like just you like in anything in life we don't know the entire outcome so just take that one step if something looks good sounds good feels good to you take that one step and then just see where it takes you. Maybe it takes you a down a path you never would have expected and it feels so good. Yeah. Or maybe sometimes these things show up to show us, okay, this is not for you. Pivot and go. Right. That's a, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's such an important point. Like you don't have to have it all figured out, but if, as long as you're staying like sticking true to yourself in those moments in each decision point, then it'll lead you to where you're supposed to be. Yes, this has been so awesome. I love that piece of piece of advice. It's getting late in the day and my words are like merging. <laughs> <laughs> me too. You don't need to explain to me, sister. I've got <laughs> I'm <just saying. laughs> um where can everybody go and find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to know what is Jillian Locke doing in the future? 
Sure. Where, yeah. can, where can we find you? So um, definitely, yeah, follow me on Instagram at unlock your glow. So unlock with an E at the end of lock and then your glow. Um, also, I have a Facebook page, Unlock Your Glow, and I will be launching a website very soon, also called Unlock Your Glow. So that's probably the best spot to kind of follow for um, essential oils and yoga tips and whatnot in general. Yes, I love it. And if anyone is walking or driving or they just don't have a pen in their hand, I will link everything for you in the show notes so they can simply follow you right from there. That sounds amazing. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dylan, for being on the podcast. And I look forward to directing everybody over to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much to my guest, Jillian Locke, for being on the show. You can follow her and check out what she's doing by checking out the show notes and following the links there. I would also love, love, love if you guys took two moments, not even, less than two moments, to rate and review this podcast by doing so. You do help spread the word, the benefits, and the magic of yoga, and we want more people doing yoga. The world could use a little bit more love and kindness, and yoga, in my opinion, is the way to do it. So make sure that you share this podcast episode with a friend. Heck, share it with an enemy and let's get more people doing yoga. If you love this episode too, don't forget to take a screenshot of yourself listening to it. You can take myself at Balance by Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N. You can tag Jillian as well in it and we'll be sure to promote it on our end. With that, I hope you have a spectacular rest of your week, and I will see you next time. Namaste.